turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I never read my mentions because uh, I would never go in Darwin's waiting room without a whip and a chair. But I do follow certain people who listen to the show, and occasionally they will share with me someone's objection to something I tweet. So I've been tweeting a lot about Kevin Sobnoski, the 21-year-old white Gerard youth, set to graduate from Youngstown State in the spring, full academic scholarship, valedictorian of Girard High School class four years ago, started varsity as a freshman in soccer, regular attender at his parish, by all accounts a model young man, life snuffed out by some criminal in Columbus Sunday morning who came out of a Sheets gas station a mile from the airport with a semi-automatic rival firing indiscriminately, and hit Kevin Subnowski. So I have, of course, someone who uh, points out that shootings happen in Columbus all the time, and for me to extol the tragedy of a young white kid losing his life in a murder makes me a racist. When's the last time you tweeted about anyone black who died? So I went to my Twitter timeline, and I just searched my Twitter name, and the last name Ridley. Because those of you who listen to the show know that I've talked a lot about Mackenzie Ridley, Olivia Kurtz, Amira Truss. I don't have their names written down on a piece of paper. Their names are written in my brain because they were young black women gunned down in the city of Columbus. You say, well, you didn't mention... Why can't I think of the girl's name? The one that led to the whole LeBron tweet. Makaya Bryant. Makaya Bryant. Why don't you mention Makaya Bryant? Makaya Bryant's death is tragic in the same way that Breonna Taylor's death is tragic in Louisville. Breonna Taylor was in the company of a man who was wanted by police. They served a warrant. He fired a gun at the police. They fired back. Breonna Taylor was struck and killed. What happened to Breonna... Breonna Taylor was a tragedy. What happened to Micaiah Bryant was a tragedy, but it was not an instance of unjustified police shooting. It was an outgrowth of a bad decision or a series of bad decisions. And on Micaiah Bryant, the series of bad decisions did not all include Micaiah Bryant. Many of the bad decisions Micaiah Bryant was a victim of. Micaiah Bryant was in the system, Children's Protective Services, 
why is a young black woman not living with her mom? Because her mom had, according to records from Children's Services, uh, not been fulfilling the duties of a mom in Micaiah Bryant's life. That's not the case. It's not the case with Olivia Kurtz. It's not the case with Mackenzie Ridley. Not the case with Amira Trust. Certainly not the case with Kevin Sobnowski. I certainly sympathize with any family who loses a young person. But the young people who I mourn the most are the ones who did nothing wrong in the moment. They didn't have a knife in their hand going after another kid. They didn't fail to comply with police officers' orders. They were just a kid being a kid, hanging out with friends, doing what friends do. So this idiot who thinks that the color of the skin of a victim makes any difference to me could not be more wrong. And I found myriad tweets to the effect because the city of Columbus is not accountable the leadership of the city of Columbus, the mayor, the law director, the city prosecutor, the city council, the city's inspector general. I mean, you can throw a blanket over every single person who works in elected office in Columbus government and say they are failing the citizenry of the city of Columbus. And you know what? They all are Democrats. Not a single Republican elected to office in the city of Columbus. By the way, how's the city prosecutor doing? How's Gary Tyak doing? Gary Tyak, did he win the William Husel case? No. I don't think he should have won the William Husel case. But a lot of people thought, oh, it's an open and shut case against William Husel, the doctor. Oh, he killed people at the hospital. No. Oh, he's guilty. Put him away. Well, Gary Tyak didn't win that case. He hasn't won a single high-profile case. Has he answered any questions? No. Why? Because accountability with Democrats, a foreign concept. I will say, at least they're consistent on that. They don't hold juvenile criminals who steal cars accountable. And they don't hold themselves accountable when they fail. Andrew Ginther got a TV commercial out there talking about how much he wants you to pass a bond issue so he can have some more of your money because, man, does he have great ideas and He's really going to take care of all the stuff in Columbus because he understands who he is and what his duties are as mayor. My number one duty is to keep you safe. Well, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. It's very disappointing. I'm a big accountability person. I've been held accountable in my life. There have been consequences for actions. I believe that is uh, not only biblical but smart. Of course it is. If it's biblical, it's got to be smart. So, no, I don't just care about Kevin Sobnowski because he's white. I care about Kevin Sobnowski because he's innocent. I care about him because he's a good kid. I care about him because his family shouldn't have to go through what they're going through this afternoon. The calling hours are in Gerard today's funeral is tomorrow. And Andrew Ginther can't wait for it to be over because, you know, we got how many TV stations we got in this town? Three? Four, we got three. One's a double station. Yeah, channel six. I'm gonna make Fox. a. I'm gonna make a wild guess here. Channel six, channel four, channel ten. They're all gonna send people up to Evanston, Illinois, tomorrow if they haven't already gone. At great expense. Why? Because 
well, the Buckeyes play in Evanston, Illinois, right? Everybody's interested in the Buckeyes. Could they get any of that post-game video from a Chicago TV station or from anybody? Yeah, sure they could. But they're going to invest resources in going up to Evanston, Illinois. They're going to spend the night in a hotel, pay for the meals, blah, 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 blah. Any of them going to make the drive up to Girard, Ohio to talk to Kevin Sobnowski's family, to put a face on the latest name that by the time we get to Monday, we'll totally forget about it because, you know, there'll be another kid murdered in Columbus. There'll be another random act of violence. There'll be a fight just like there was in the short north, just like there was at Franklin Park, just like there was apparently some kind of a beef at Sheets over by the airport. Columbus Dispatch doesn't even write about every murder anymore. Hard to keep up. 205 last year, 175 the year before, only 120 this year, Bruce. Way down. My policies are working. Are they? 120 murders this year by November the 1st is more than we had from 20 in 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Do they still have the metro section? <laughs> Well, they published. Do they? Do they even publish a paper copy of that rag, five days a week? I don't think they do. Six days a week? I, I have no I idea. Don't know. But I mean, like, what are we going to? Ohio State's going to go up to Northwestern. They're going to win like seventy to ten. And oh, we're going to get the video, and we're going to go live. At, and I got no problem. I made my living following Ohio State football for eighteen years. My beef is not against Ohio State football. My beef's not even against them covering Ohio State football. My beef is perspective and my beef is how they don't do the job that journalism is supposed to do by asking questions and holding elected officials accountable when senseless violence happens in our city every single week every single week did anybody ever ask Lashana Potts the assistant police chief of the city of Columbus what the H-E double toothpicks she was talking about after lovely Kendricks, 15 years old, was shot and killed outside Franklin Park when talking about that murder, LaShawna Potts said, don't worry, our parks are overwhelmingly safe. You just had a 15-year-old murdered outside your park and you're telling me they're safe? Tell her family that. What is her family supposed to think of how you value her life? Jobs report came out today. The uh, economy added 261,000 jobs. That means 261,000 people went back to work who haven't been working because they ran out of stimulus money the Democrats gave them to spend us into inflation. Remember when they used to call those burger flipping jobs? Yeah, when Republicans uh, can take credit for them, they're burger burger flipping jobs. When Biden is, I was going to say on the job, but I mean, in the White House would be a more accurate appraisal because i'm not sure he's on the job then they are oh they're they're high paying manufacturing jobs well okay what are they uh, here's larry kudlow fox business two hundred sixty-one thousand jobs and a 0.75 percent fed rate hike i'll be talking about that tonight on the aptus retirement blueprint radio show with josh pick 7 p.m tonight 2 p.m tomorrow what does larry kudlow see on the economic horizon 
The first two quarters of this year were negative. You were in a recession. The third quarter was positive. The fourth quarter is positive. So you'll have some recovery next year with all the Fed tightening. And by the way, the Fed is going to look at this number and they're going to continue to tighten money supply and raise their target rates. It's almost like a double dip recession, okay? First down in the first half of this year from the inflation shock. Then a slight rebound in the second half of the year. And then next year in 2023, the Fed's tightening is going to take hold and you'll probably go back into recession. So it's a very difficult story. And I might add, when the cavalry comes, the GOP has got to be ready with an economic recovery plan. And the first thing they should do is take the handcuffs off of oil and gas, let them drill, let them frack. All right. And that would do what? That would lower inflation and it would increase economic growth. They have a lot of work to do, but the first thing they should do is liberate the oil and gas sector. That's my guess. That's my proposal. But the cavalry is coming. Well, hopefully the cavalry's coming. Got to win the House, got to win the Senate. Uh, still, Joe Biden doesn't have to do what the Congress implores him to do, tells him to do, pressures him to do. Oh, by the way, cheery headlines on the horizon. Uh, if you fill up with gas lately, you've noticed that gas in Columbus is back up above like 385 a gallon. And if you happen to look, most pumps sell both gas and diesel. If you happen to look, you'll notice diesel's way up. And it's going up because the stockpiles are going down. Supply, demand, economic policies carved in stone. Government spends a bunch of money we don't have. Inflation goes up. There's some things you can't escape. And when you demonize American energy, then prices skyrocket particularly post-pandemic when people got back to their lives and, oh, I can drive here, I can go there, I can exercise some measure of freedom and liberty until the Democrats rein me in. Make no mistake, in the second half of the Biden presidency, when there's no midterm accountability, for at least the next year, they're not going to care how high gas prices go. They're not going to care in the least bit how high gas prices go. The only reason they feign any kind of concern right now is because they're afraid that, you know, they'll get pummeled at the polls Next Tuesday. But diesel, which is how the big trucks run, it's how trains run, it's how commerce runs on diesel. Um, well, our diesel stockpiles are at their lowest rate since 1993. You may have heard the number. we got about three weeks of diesel left, and we can't produce diesel here because, oh, man, that's dirty and bad for the environment and all those kinds of things. Um, that's out there on the horizon. A possible rail strike is out there on the horizon. Remember, they delayed the rail strike so that it wouldn't happen before the midterms. But it's still lingering out there. The unions have not agreed to it. And uh, why would they? I mean, I don't blame them. Look, I'm all about in negotiations about leverage. If you've got leverage... You use the leverage that you have. I've been in contract negotiations before. When I presumed that I had leverage, I used it. When I didn't have leverage, I was a little bit more careful in what I asked for and a little bit amenable to settling for less than I felt like I deserved. Leverage is important. If the unions have it, and they have it, they have it because Joe Biden brands himself as a friend of unions. Democrats in the administration, Biden's going to go out to pasture. But they're still going to be running, and they got to have unions. they got to have... That's the only reason why Adam Laxalt is even close to not winning a landslide election in Nevada is because of the maids union and the 
Cooks Union and the Service Employees Unions, Teachers Unions. You think a Democrat could win without the Teachers Unions? Tim Ryan won't be seen with Joe Biden. He's seen with Randy Weingarten. Think of that. Tim Ryan has appeared with Randy Weingarten, grip and grin photo. Oh, here I am with my friend Randy Weingarten. But he won't take a picture with the President of the United States. What does that tell you about who's more important to a Democratic candidate? The President of the United States or the Teachers Union President? So Biden's presidency is just a disaster. And if he does get clubbed in the midterms on Tuesday, which... You know, please make that happen, please. Let that happen. Go to the polls. Vote for J.D. Vance. Vote for the Ohio Supreme Court justices who are Republican. Pat Fisher, Pat DeWine. If you see Pat, vote for him. Vote Pat and vote Kennedy. Sharon Kennedy for Chief Justice, Pat DeWine, Pat Fisher. Then Mike DeWine will get to appoint another Republican justice because Sharon Kennedy will slide down the bench from justice to chief justice. And we'll get a 4-3 majority on the court and we're going to need it. But Biden's presidency after the midterms, if he gets clubbed, I don't even know if the the loons on MSNBC will wait till the next morning to start talking about, well, we got to get rid of Joe Biden. Now, speaking of MSNBC loons, here's uh, yesterday's candidate for chief idiot on MSNBC. And a historian 50 years from now if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses (laughs) and a free press, which which I'm not certain of. But if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. I'm not aware that Stalin is on the ballot on Tuesday or that Lenin is on the ballot or Mao is on the ballot. Once again, they accuse us of doing what what they're doing. The best way to keep people from knowing what you're doing is accuse other people of doing it so that while you're doing it, you can say, oh, look over there. Look, 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 look. Pay no attention to the Justice Department following you because you are calling out critical race theory in schools. You're the domestic terrorist. Pay no attention to the parent who objects to a teacher in an elementary school having a transgender flag in their classroom, but not an American flag. No, no, pay no attention to that because insurrection, 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 democracy, democracy, democracy. George Will, who is, I say he's a conservative, I, I think he's. There are people out there like the Lincoln Project guys and George Will and Bill Kristol and all these people who used to be Republicans. And they were all four square behind Reagan, but they're so anti-Trump. It's amazing. George Will wrote an interesting column this past week about how Biden and Harris both need to leave the stage. Give up. Sayonara. See you later. Now, Biden, he needs to leave the stage. Take a nap. But Kamala's supposed to be in the prime of her political career. I wonder why they haven't called George Will racist for calling for a black woman to leave the stage. Seems patriarchal to me, George Will. You're lucky they let you skate on that one.